Welcome to the Bible Breakdown. It's a black man and woman in America who no longer identify as believers. This show contains adult languages, themes, and isn't meant for children. As black people, we respect the history of the black church in America, but its current state is massively abusive and we think the Bible might be part of the problem. Listen and let us know what you think. Peace. Welcome back. Welcome back, everyone, to Bible Breakdown. I am T. Hey, T. I'm Kat. And I'm ready to read the Bible. It should be fun. Um, Actually, not. We're going through Leviticus today, though. And so that's good. What did we talk about last time? Last time, yeah, last time we had grain offerings. We had um, the burnt offering. It was a lot of offering. You got to learn how to sacrifice. You know what's funny? I um offerings of well I asked Google. I asked Google, why does God need so much blood? I got some different stuff. This one says, this is from learnreligions.com. Because of its relationship to life, blood signifies the supreme offering to God, God's holiness, and justice demand that sin be punished. The only penalty or payment for sin is eternal death. Christ poured out his life in the ultimate atoning sacrifice for the sins and the sins of the world. We still die, though, so I don't know. You know, what I was thinking about lately is the fact that people who are, um, I guess, you know, Christian are very religious, like, they still react at, like everybody else when something happens when somebody dies like it's still considered a bad thing and in my i guess i always or at least lately have been thinking like you know if you were so sure why would you uh why would you why would you be sad or why would you be whatever i don't know frustrated have all these human emotions if they are so-called in a better place that's why, like, those moms who kill their babies to make sure they go to heaven, like, they're believers. It's very unfortunate. It is. That's kind of why I kind of hold that belief isn't necessarily a moral good. Just believing in something super hard, like, faith isn't a virtue. The 9-11 attackers had faith, like... I mean, yeah. They believe super hard, but that's not a moral good. Oh, before we get started, like, do you want to, what do you think about um, them trying to, like, are they trying to, like, kick Joe Rogan off of Spotify? I keep just seeing clips of it. Um, <laughs> Funny thing is, until James Blunt, because James Blunt is the most recent um, recording artist I saw that was going to pull his music in solidarity with everyone else. Funny thing is, the first two artists that I saw, Neil, what was his name? Neil something. Yeah, I never. Um, I don't even know who the fuck those people are. They're like really old. So, <laughs> them pulling their music, I was just like, uh, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> yeah, I don't think. Here's my thing, right? Because I, I do think Joe Rogan is oh. wrong about what he's saying about vaccines. It's not cool. But well, is he I, saying it, or is he just having people on? No, he's been saying a lot of bullshit about how, like, if you're healthy and whatever, you probably don't need the vaccine. 
And it's sort of a general misunderstanding about what vaccines are and how they work. Like it's, it's too much to go into here, but it's not. my biggest thing is what I, what I've been responding to is because um, Edward Snowden even weighed in and I'm always like, fuck Edward Snowden. Like, so but it is hostile because he, he said, fuck you to a bunch of people. He didn't read the stuff that he leaked. Like he said, fuck you to a bunch of other people too, like that he put their lives in danger. And I'm pretty sure his girlfriend was a Russian operative, but we don't get it's into not the that same now. As Joe Rogan. But he was like in defense of Joe Rogan because he was saying like, oh, it's funny how people who are against Joe Rogan don't listen to his show. I've, I listened to his show. I actually like Joe Rogan, um, but... I, I just don't take his he's not a medical expert. So when he weighs in on medical stuff, I don't listen to him about that. To me, that just seems so simple. Like for people who have dedicated their lives to the study of diseases and fighting them, I listen to those people about how to fight diseases. I would listen to Joe Rogan about podcasting, comedy, um, mixed martial arts, um, weed. You know, there's a lot of things that he's an expert on that I would listen to him about. Um, but medicine isn't one of them. I don't think he went to medical school. So I'm going to weigh in with what I told my friend the other day who is has similar thinking as you. Um, we're all adults. Well, a lot of us are. Um, we're all individuals. And I don't look to Joe Rogan or anybody else who is not a expert in that field to give me expertise. They're giving me their opinion. And so I don't, whereas I can understand the sentiment from many people wanting to have Joe Rogan quote unquote canceled, or at least um, put on mute for a while. I don't agree with that method because if you, the people who, if you think it's an issue and you think he's spreading misinformation, well, to me personally, I just feel like that's on him and, you know, it's on you to not believe him as a person. So if you, yeah, just like I, the whole, know, I don't uh, like cancel culture, just like the whole, you know, when they were saying drink bleach or whatever, like you can choose to do that. You don't have to do it. And I'm not necessarily trying to defend Joe Rogan, but what I will is I always will be on the side of the artist. And I don't, you know, like if that's the art that he chooses to create and go about it his way, then that's what he chooses to do. And you don't have to listen to it. So. Yeah, I don't think deplatforming people and canceling them is very effective or persuasive. I think it's that's my thing. Like like you said people who are like removing their content from Spotify and protest. I don't I understand why they're doing it, but I don't think that's the move. I think, I think you counter bad speech with better speech. I don't think it's good to remove speech from people. Well, I think we talked about this before. We've Definitely. certainly talked about this before. We've certainly talked about this before, but I think if we've never mentioned this on the podcast, I know you always bring up about how uh, people are fucking nerds. And the reason nobody listens to them is because they're not entertaining. Like if, if the, yeah. if the, if the right information and I know people probably don't want to hear this, but if the right information was also entertaining, more people would probably pay attention, but because it's just like a bunch of fucking facts and shit, nobody gives a fuck. And so it's like, look at my chart. It's yeah. like, shut up. Boo nerd. Yeah. So, I mean, 
that's just the reality of the situation. Like, yeah, it, and that goes for any it is. Medium. I agree. I agree um, that I always referred to the Park and Rex episode where Leslie Nope was trying to put fluoride in the water and everyone was getting so mad at her until Aziz Ansari's character comes up with a presentation presentation where he's like, yeah, it's called Tea Dazzle. <laughs> and he brings in the girls and the booty shorts and the strobe lights and the air horns and everyone's on board. So it's the same thing, but repackaged. We do have to... Um, we have to be persuasive in our arguments. Unfortunately, yeah. Um, I, I personally, I love a good chart. Show me a chart. I <laughs> like when we're trying to flatten the curve. Well, I, I get what they're saying. Even with persuasive, I think we have to just be charismatic in our in our arguments. That's persuasion. Well, yeah, I mean, just adding on to what you were saying. That's another like, tool belt. A lot of the people who are giving information, whereas you know, they have valid information, is probably really good for people to listen. Everybody that I've personally seen has no fucking charisma. They're just stating a bunch of shit, and it's just like I don't listen to this guy or gal. Like Joe Rogan it's and his and his, coming out and his cronies are way more entertaining. And I'm not condoning that people should listen to them. They're not the end all be all at all. No. But it's just <laughs> it's entertaining. It's way more entertaining. It's way more entertaining to have people like Jordan Peterson on there, who doesn't yeah. who just seems to talk for the sake of talk but here's the other thing jordan peterson's not interest like he's to me is not entertaining i don't see his appeal at all i understand he has appeal well i, I think has, i just don't see it voice. we were talking about voice. him last time though but we have to talk about the bible because we i that was just a little tangent i went off on but let's talk about sin offerings Charities. in leviticus 4 oh, okay. no <laughs> leviticus 4 sin offerings the lord spoke to moses saying Speak to the people of Israel, saying, When anyone sins unintentionally in any of the Lord's commandments about things not to be done, and does any one of them, it if it is the anointed priest who sins, thus bringing guilt on the people, he shall offer for the sin that he has committed a bull of the herd without blemish as a sin offering to the Lord." He shall bring the bull to the entrance of the tent of meeting before the Lord and lay his hand on the head of the bull, and the bull shall be slaughtered before the Lord. The anointed priest shall take some of the blood of the bull and bring it into the tent of meeting. The priest shall dip his finger in the blood and sprinkle some of the blood seven times before the Lord in front of the curtain of the sanctuary. The priest shall put some of the blood on the horns of the altar of fragrant incense that is in the tent of meeting before the Lord and the rest of the blood of the bull he shall pour out at the base of the altar of burnt offering which is at the entrance of the tent of meeting he shall remove all the fat from the bull of sin offering the fat that covers the entrails and all the fat that is around the entrails the two kidneys with the fat that is on them at the loins and the appendage of the liver which he shall remove with the kidneys just as these are removed from the ox of the sacrifice of well-being the priest shall turn them into smoke upon the altar of burnt offering but the skin of the bull and all of its flesh as well as its head its legs its entrails and its dung all the rest of the bull he shall carry out into a clean place outside the camp to the ash heap and shall burn it on a wood fire at the ash heap it shall be burned if the whole congregation of israel errs unintentionally and the matter escapes the notice of the assembly and they do not and <clears throat> and they do any one of the things that by the lord's commandments ought not to be done and incur guilt when the sin that they have committed becomes known, the assembly shall offer a bull, the herd, for a sin offering, and bring it before the tent of meeting. The elders of the congregation shall lay their hands on the head of the bull before the Lord, and the bull shall be slaughtered before the Lord. The anointed priest 
The anointed priest shall bring some of the blood of the bull into the tent of meeting, and the priest shall dip his finger in the blood and sprinkle it seven times before the Lord in front of the curtain. He shall put some of the blood on the horns of the altar that is before the Lord in the tent of meeting, and the rest of the blood he shall pour out at the base of the altar of burnt offering that is at the entrance of the tent of meeting. He shall remove all of its fat and turn it into smoke on the altar. He shall do with the bull just as is done with the bull of sin offering. He shall do the same with this. The priest shall make atonement for them, and they shall be forgiven. He shall carry the bull outside the camp and burn it as he burned the first bull. It is the sin offering for the assembly. When a ruler sins, doing unintentionally any of all the things that by commandments of the Lord his God ought not to be done and incurs guilt, once the sin that he has committed is made known to him, he shall bring as his offering a male goat without blemish. He shall lay his hand on the head of the goat. It shall be slaughtered at the spot where the burnt offering is slaughtered before the Lord. It is a sin offering. The priest shall take some of the blood of the sin offering with his finger and put it on the horns of the altar of burnt offering and pour out the rest of its blood at the base of the altar of burnt offering. All its fat, he shall turn into smoke on the altar like the fat of the sacrifice of well-being. Thus the priest shall make atonement on his behalf for his sins and he shall be forgiven. If any of the ordinary people among you sins unintentionally and any doing any one of the things that by the Lord's commandments ought not to be done and incurs guilt when the sin that you have committed is made known to you, you shall bring a female goat without blemish as your offering for the sin that you have committed. You shall lay your hand on the head of the sin offering and the sin offering shall be slaughtered at the place of burnt offering. The priest shall take some of its blood with his finger and put it on the horns of the burnt offering, and he shall pour out the rest of its blood at the base of the altar. He shall remove all its fat as fat is removed from the offering of well-being, and the priest shall turn it into smoke on the altar for a pleasing odor to the Lord. Thus the priest shall make atonement on your behalf, and you shall be forgiven. If the offer you bring as a sin offering is a sheep, you shall bring a female without blemish. You shall lay your hand on the head of the sin offering and it shall be slaughtered as the sin offering. At the spot where the burnt offering is slaughtered, the priest shall take some of the blood of the sin offering with his finger and put it on the horns of the altar and burnt offering and pour out the rest of the blood on the base of the altar. You shall remove all its fat as the fat of the sheep is removed from the sacrifice of well-being and the priest shall turn into smoke on the altar with the offerings by fire to the Lord. Thus the priest shall make atonement on your behalf for the sin that you have committed and you shall be forgiven by thanks be to God. Blood, 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 blood. Um, <clears throat> so God has olfactory nerves. That's weird. I feel like we're getting to the point where we're just going to need to do one chapter per episode or one <laughs> these are really long i mean they're instructions this next one's not too bad it's not as long no oh, thank you thank you siri jeez um noisy bitch you said these aren't too long the next one isn't i know that's great for me yeah um any thoughts on um god just having them continuously slaughter animals for no reason um well there's a reason he needs to know they're serious like you have to do this like, instead of me killing you because really i should kill you for fucking up but instead you should be you should be glad i'm willing to take this goat because i love the way it smells when he sets it on fire after killing it in front of everybody so just primitive like i just i don't 
it's giving Aztec sacrifice, you know what I mean? Because they were just like, they went hardcore and was like, no, we killing people to get our God's attention. But like this idea of killing stuff on an altar to see the, I think that I remember when I was taking psychology at school, they were saying there is something about human beings where we want to see blood. No. Like, I, I mean, don't, I, don't. I don't, I don't, I don't operate in that space. I think it's cool to like video games like it's you know it's cool to shoot up shit in there or whatever like maybe go laser tagging or something but no not in real life like i don't want to hurt anybody for real like i don't i don't think that's okay um yeah i don't i don't know this is really weird to me the obsession of like blood and harmful and i don't know man what if god's a vampire i wouldn't put it past the stories i mean i, I feel like Somebody had said to me once, or we I was talking to someone, and they were just like, you know, everything comes from something. So the stories of, like, vampires or werewolves, like, that had to be derivative of something that somebody did actually experience. Um, whether it was just... Yeah, like Vlad the Impaler. Yeah, so I don't... I don't know, man. It's just... It's just all these stories are just really weird to me, and... Um, that's all I have to it. I'm sorry, people. I, I try to offer, you know, some insight sometimes, and sometimes I might be able to go on a tangent, but then we read about murder for weeks now, and I don't have anything new to contribute. So Leviticus 5. Um, when any of you sin in that, you have heard a public adjuration to testify, and though able to testify as one who has seen or learned of the matter, does not speak up. You are subject to punishment. Or when any of you touch any unclean thing, whether the carcass of an unclean beast or the carcass of unclean livestock or the carcass of an unclean swarming thing and, in, and are aware of it, you have become unclean and guilty. Or when you touch unclean or when you touch uncleanness, any uncleanness by which one can become unclean and, and are aware of it, when you come to know it, you shall be guilty. Or when any of you utter aloud a rash oath for a bad or a good purpose, whatever people utter in an oath and are aware of it, when you come to know it, you shall in any of these be guilty. When you realize your guilt in any of these, you shall confess the sin that you have committed. And you shall bring to the Lord as your penalty for the sin that you have committed, a female from the flock, a sheep or a goat, as a sin offering. And the priest shall make atonement on your behalf for your sin. But if you cannot afford a sheep, you shall bring to the Lord as your penalty for the sin that you have committed, two turtle doves or two pigeons, one for a sin offering and the other for a burnt offering. You shall bring them to the priest who shall offer for who shall offer first the one for the sin offering, bringing in its head at the nape without severing it. He shall sprinkle some of the blood of the offering on the side of the altar while the rest of the blood shall be drained out at the base of the altar. It is a sin offering and the second he shall offer for a burnt offering according to the regulation. Thus the priest shall make atonement on your behalf for the sin that you have committed, and you shall be forgiven. But if you cannot afford two turtle doves or two pigeons, you shall bring as your offering for the sin that you have committed one-tenth of an FF, FF? One-tenth of an FF of choice flour for a sin offering. You shall, you shall not put oil on it or lay frankincense on it, for it is a sin offering. You shall bring to you shall bring it to the priest, and the priest shall scoop up a handful of it, as it is memorial portion, and turn it 
and thus and turn and turn this into smoke of the and turn this into smoke on the altar with the offerings by fire for the Lord. It is a sin offering. Thus the priest shall make atonement on your behalf for which of these sins you have committed, and you shall be forgiven. Like the grain offering, the rest shall be for the priest. Offerings with restitution. The Lord spoke to Moses, saying, When any of you commit a trespass and sin unintentionally in any of the holy things of the Lord, you shall bring as your guilt offering to the Lord a ram without blemish from the flock, convertible into silver by the sanctuary shekel. It is a guilt offering. And you shall make restitution for the holy thing in which you were in which you were remiss and shall add one fifth to it and give it to the priest. The priest shall make the priest shall make atonement on your behalf with the ram of the guilt offering and you shall be forgiven. If any of you without knowing it doing any of these things, if any of you without knowing it, do any of the if any of you sin without knowing it doing <laughs> doing any of these things doing any of the things that the lord's commandments ought not be done you shall you have incurred guilt and are subject to punishment you shall bring to the you shall bring to the priest a ram without blemish from the flock or the equivalent as a guilt offering and the priest shall make atonement on your behalf for the error that you committed unintentionally and you shall be forgiven it is a guilt offering you have incurred a guilt before the lord which your guilty ass Okay, so we offer one burnt offering, one, there's a guilt offering now, there is the, what was the other offering? There's brokey offerings you can make if you're broke ass, can't yeah. buy sheep. Yeah. So you can just do some grain yeah, you cannot or afford something. The sheep, you shall bring to the Lord as for your penalty for the sin that you have committed two turtle doves or two pigeons. Bring some birds. That I, I mean, you can wring its neck, just don't sever it. Just think about how crazy this had to look. Like, imagine if you're just a regular, regular person back then, and like, because I have to imagine that there were there had to be people like you and me back then, right? Who are just kind of like seeing through this shit, and are like, I don't think this Moses dude is talking to God. I remember back when he was just killing people. Like, I don't. You know, I think he's just making this shit up. Every time he says we're going to see God, it's just some smoke. I don't know, man. But at the same time, just imagine in our neighborhood, there was this guy who just killed animals all the time. Are you really going to confront him? Um, Probably not. I mean, he's crazy. He seems yeah. crazy. Like this dude, I just saw him like kill a pigeon with his bare hands and like smear blood on stuff. <laughs> like it's really intimidating. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know how you fight that. I don't think you can, honestly. It just reminds me of when they were talking about how, like, the Egyptians find, like, the way the Hebrews worship their God, like, abhorrent. I get it. <laughs> like, especially, like, if you were one of the, like, you know, the Egyptians had a bunch of different gods. And imagine if, like, how you worshiped your God was like, yeah, I just bring some incest and have sex with a temple prostitute. Like that to me would be like way more relaxing than watching a bunch of animals die in front of me because God's going to kill me if I don't. Yeah, but such are the times. Yeah. <laughs> I don't... Let's bring back the, the, the temple prostitutes. At least you get some stress relief. I mean, I think that's, I agree with that. I think that's way more of a, um, 
helps everybody all around. I don't know what we really get solved by sacrificing these animals, but um, I know Aaron and his son seems very wasteful too. Seems very wasteful. They're getting a full belly because a lot of times they eat the grain offerings and like they eat the you know because you have to bring the choicest animals and they're like eating these offerings. So I'm I'm betting too they're probably nice and plump, but that's because God favors them. Okay. Cool. Yeah. I feel like I'm getting the longer ones. Yeah, but next week I have the longer ones. The chapters have gotten longer. I don't know why they start off small. And you think okay maybe this book. Oh my God, there's so many instructions. I want to get back to a story. Where's Joseph when you need him? (sighs) Okay. Leviticus 6. The Lord spoke to Moses saying, When any of you sin and commit a trespass against the Lord by deceiving a neighbor in a matter of a deposit or a pledge or by robbery, or if you have defrauded a neighbor or found something lost and lied about it, If you swear falsely regarding any of the various things that may do and sin thereby, when you have sinned and realize your guilt and would restore what you took by robbery or by fraud or the deposit that was committed to you or the lost thing that you found or anything else about which you have sworn falsely, you shall repay the principal amount and shall add one-fifth to it. You shall pay it to its owner when you realize your guilt, and you shall bring it to the priest as your guilt offering to the Lord, a ram without blemish from the flock or its equipment for a guilt offering. The priest shall make atonement on your behalf before the Lord, and you shall be forgiven for any of the things that one may do or incur guilt thereby. Instructions concerning sacrifices. The Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Command Aaron and his son, saying, This is the ritual of burnt offering. The burnt offering itself shall remain on the hearth upon the altar all night until the morning. While the fire of the altar shall keep burning. Ooh, that sounds like a slow cooker. That'll be nice and tender in the morning. The priest shall put on his linen vestments after putting on his linen undergarments next to his body. And he shall take up the ashes to which the fire has reduced the burnt offering on the altar and place them besides the altar. Then he shall take off his vestments and put on other garments and carry the ashes out to the clean place outside the camp. The fire on the altar shall be kept burning. It shall not go out. Every morning the priest shall add wood to it. Lay out burnt offering on it and turn into smoke the fat pieces of the offering of well-being. A perpetual fire shall be kept burning on the altar. It shall not go out. This is the ritual of grain offering. The sons of Aaron shall offer before the Lord in front of the altar. They shall take it... They shall take from it a handful of choice flour and the oil of grain offering with all the frankincense that is on the offering, and they shall turn its memorial portion into smoke on the altar as a pleasing odor to the Lord. Aaron, his son, shall eat what is left of it, and it shall be eaten as unleavened cakes in the holy place in the court of the tent of meeting. They shall eat it. It shall not be baked with leaven. I have given it as as their portion of my offerings by fire it is most holy like sin offerings and the guilt offering every male among the descendants of Aaron shall eat it as their perpetual due throughout your generations from the Lord's offering by fire anything that touches them shall become holy the Lord spoke to Moses saying this is the offering that Aaron and his son shall offer to the Lord on the day when he is anointed one tenth of an epoth of choice flour as a regular offering half of it in the morning half of it in the evening it shall be made with oil on a griddle you shall bring it well soaked as a grain offering of baked pieces and you shall present it as a pleasing order to the Lord. And so priests anointed it among Aaron's descendants as a successor shall prepare it. It is the Lord's a perpetual due 
to be turned entirely into smoke. Every grain offering of a priest shall be wholly burnt. It shall not be eaten. The Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Speak to Aaron and his son, saying, This is the ritual of the sin offering. The sin offering shall be slaughtered before the Lord at the spot where the burnt offerings are slaughtered. It is most holy. The priest who offers it as a sin offering shall eat it. It shall be eaten in the holy place in the court of the tent of meeting. Whoever touches its flesh shall become holy. And when any of its blood splatters on a garment, you shall watch the beast splattered part in a holy place. An earthen vessel in which it was boiled shall be broken, but if it is boiled in a bronze vessel, that shall be scoured and rinsed in water. Every male amongst the priests shall eat it. It is most holy, but no sin offering shall be eaten from which any blood is brought into the tent of meeting for atonement in the holy place. It shall be burned with fire. Thanks be to God. Thanks be to God hated here i would have hated living in this society like you said this is extremely wasteful these are all resources that would have been better served uh in service to the people yeah i often think about the uh i thought i think i brought this up before the was it the temple of alexandria or whatever where they got burned library library yeah i often think about all the things that were lost in that and just how much further advanced we would be um, how does that relate to this? Because this all just seems very boring. <laughs> and I'm sorry, I try to spice it up each week for our listeners, but uh, try to too. But, uh, yeah, you're... it. But I feel like this is part of how they keep it like shrouded in mystery by keeping it super boring. Kind of like the oh, yeah. like Nobody like laws. Nobody wants to read. But see, with law though, I never actually find law particularly. Boring. It's just confusing. Do you ever read law? No, bird law. I used. To, I wanted to be a paralegal at one point. Um, Jesus, I'd sooner gouge my eyes out. I mean, I don't know if they're. To me, it's not necessarily. I mean, it's boring, but it's not the same type of boredom. Like it's more confusion. Where it's like, because they use words. This is just repetition. Yeah, they just and then it, in the law, it's like, yeah, they get to the point eventually. Like this is just like it's constantly the same thing for like. The last seven fucking chapters has just been expounding about ritual. Give me some story. Jeez. I might be a believer. I might be a, more of a believer if I just got better stories. I, I, You know what's so funny? I was thinking the other day about how I might still be a believer if, like, the church I'd grown up in was, like, pretty. Because you know how like some churches are like gorgeous, like, yeah. you know, cathedrals and stuff like that and have like all this amazing art. Like I went to a non-denominational Protestant church and it was just like, a you know, like a it was just it, it was just so plain, like folding chairs, um, really basic ass carpet. Yeah. It was like they don't do because, you know, they, they 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 shit on Catholics all the time. So there's no statues. There's no oil paintings. There's no, uh, you know, stained glass windows. There'd just be like a like plain cross, you know. It was super boring. Like it was just, and like to me, that's how mega churches are now too, where it's just like a conference center. It doesn't yeah. feel spiritual or beautiful. But if I had grown up in a church that was like 
really beautiful, I might still be into it because I've been like, okay, I like going to this place. I actually do like a nice temple, like where you can just kind of sit in quiet meditation. If there's like a water feature or you can like light candles and stuff like that is like kind of relaxing and pretty and stuff. But the fact that it's just like, this is boring and it's cold. Uh, there's nothing to do here. Um, it, it would just, you know, and they were biblical literalists. So like, I don't know. I like what Bill Maher says it too. It's like, so wait, God's everywhere, but I got to go here to see him. And he's mad at me and I owe you guys money. Go fuck yourself. Yeah. Like, no, absolutely not. Look, I just feel like I'm just going to have my own personal relationship with the, the higher power of the universe and that's just how no i don't even believe that like you i don't, don't. Think, and me. you know okay you me personally i wouldn't respect the the creator of the universe if he wanted to have a, a he you see i'm so brainwashed if it no. wanted to have a personal communication or personal relationship with me like you should be way busier than that well like same way i respect I beyonce like beyonce doesn't even want to talk to me but the creator of the universe does for some reason you're right I don't think that, well, me personally, I'm more of like a law of attraction person. Like, I don't think the universe actually gives a fuck about me. I think. Yeah, I don't think it's a person. Yeah, I think it more so, again, rewards the energy that you put into the world or, you know. Not even, that's still true anthropomorphize. Like, that's giving it a personality. Like, sure, there's the laws of thermodynamics and sort of okay, like. whatever. I don't Newton's know laws. these laws. I don't know this shit. I'm just telling you. You do. From, you do. Like, for every action, there's an equal and opposite reaction. Okay. Well, like Newtonian term, physics. Layman's terms are I do something, this is what I get back. Yes. That, for every action, there is an yeah. opposite and equal reaction so of course like and i think that does extrapolate into our behaviors as well i think there's a certain amount of physics like our lives are ruled by physics and biology and we do well to learn that stuff before we try to go to any higher levels like most people we can tell by the way people are reacting to the pandemic most people don't understand how germs work so most people don't understand science i mean why are we like in america specifically like well, one of the lowest ranked is, science and math out of the entire it's world. It's because we're so re it's because we're so religious. Like a lot of times, like um, at least the you know, the religious organizations I was a part of actively bullshit. work again. Yeah, they Wait, actively I work against science. Up what is the US rank in education? And Google said the US ranks as number one. I know this is bullshit. The US the United States of America has dropped from second place in twenty twenty to third place in twenty twenty. Okay, so maybe we are we get pretty good at science and math. I stand corrected. According this is according to Forbes, which is I believe a US company, so I don't know. What country is number one in math? China, I mean that, yeah, whatever. They also have the most people. Like, you know, like you're just gonna, you know. And, but it also matters what you prioritize. Like we, what were we just talking about before about persuasion and entertainment? Like math is boring. So people don't want to hear like just a bunch of facts. They want tea dazzle. They want to be like, so if it's not entertaining, they're immediately hostile to it. That's why, that's why Donald Trump was so popular. I believe it was because he was more entertaining. He was the most entertaining politician. Oh, he not was because hella he was entertaining. 
<laughs> to certain people, I personally do not. He was boring. I've never he's found him. Entertaining. Even before his political career, I never found I mean, him. hella dangerous, but hella entertaining. I didn't find him entertaining. I never watched The Apprentice. To me, he was never entertaining. I was like, this bozo? Like, nah. Oh, I don't see it. I don't well, see But I don't think he has charisma per se. He just, I mean, whatever. He's not the president anymore. But, um, yeah. So how do we fix this? Um, well, I don't think it's happening in our lifetimes. I think that, again, I think uh, society. I don't know. I, I think so- I'm living a really long time. I think society is on a natural. Don't roll your eyes I think at me, society Listeners, is on a natural curve to to get away from organized religion, and so again, um, I brought up this a few pods ago, like. Um, the the U.S. is down, like uh, the world is down in like Christianity. It's like a lot of people are not being as involved in this as they once was. It's it's yeah. There's a decline of Christianity. Christianity. But you know who's getting gaining ground? Muslims. There's like you know a lot of stuff is gaining in popularity. Like it doesn't have to just be because here's the thing. Sure, Christianity might go down in popularity, but I don't think religiosity is going it down. It just needs to be people out there who are more like see, I think what fucks the like the atheists up is they're also not entertaining. Like they don't entice <laughs> they don't in, uh, just in my experience, they don't really entice people to want to like be like, "Oh, you know, yeah, this is kind of dumb." Like it's in my experience, a lot of them make other other people feel dumb for believing in. Like, I don't think that's the way to go about it. I just, I don't. I think you have to meet people where they're at. And honestly, I've just given up on giving a fuck. If you want to believe, believe. If you don't, you don't. But I mean, we've all been here for however many books now. You know, I'm kind of just chill in regular life. I don't let other people's things, I try not to worry about that because I can't control it. So I can go ahead. I I just think it's more stressful to even want to try to control it. Like, I mean, life isn't going to be stress free. I'm not I'm not I'm okay with that. Like, I want to make sure that there's at least some pushback, though. I'm not willing to give up all the ground. And even though it's like I said before, like you have to I don't want to silence religious people, but I want to counter bad speech with better speech. So like but that's only better to you. Everybody well, else doesn't true, believe that. True. And maybe someone who has even better speech than me can counter it. But for right now, I think we're both pretty safe in like, you know, the reason we're reading this, because we both agreed to do this, is because this is absurd. Like, this is patently absurd. Like, the idea that this is supposed to be sort of some sort of guide for a moral life is, like, this but I mean, is I've somehow... argued that I feel like there are things, we haven't really seen a lot of them right now, I think there are things in here that I could take away. But I'm the type of person, when I read something, I don't look at, like... I look at what can I get from it, not necessarily the total impact that it's had vis-a-vis women or people dying like i look at like okay what can i take from it 
these last few chapters See, I look absolutely at that stuff at how like to me it is important how it affects women and how many people die from it so that i mean I, I take that me. into account but like if i can also learn something from it i will definitely take that like personally mm, yeah nah um there's too many much there's much better sources to get I mean, information from so if it's and you can say that of course i can well you can say that because you're not a woman so if you can take I'm not going down this from, path with you today Okay, but it's like it just like it's like well, you know they hate niggers, but they I mean even but like, I, but I feel like <laughs> that even when it comes to like racism, like I have come to the conclusion like when I hear racist stuff, it doesn't it doesn't necessarily bother me as much because I feel like a lot of racism, I feel like a lot of sexism is just miseducation. I don't think people truly a hundred percent feel like that. I think they haven't had the exposure that they need in these environments so that they never have people to call them out. Like a lot of guys, when I was growing up, like the guys hung out with the guys. So it wasn't like you, I mean, obviously like we had women in our classes, but it was just like, it it wasn't as intermingled. And so I don't think everybody got the, the development that they need to understand like, this is not acceptable when it comes to certain things with women and vice versa. Like, I don't think women, a lot of the time we got the understanding of like, oh, this is actually what men like and like versus what we expect them to do. And so I think So you're taking the position Hitler had some points. Fuck yeah. I mean he did, but that doesn't mean it's right. I, I think is a difference between having a point and how you execute it. Like you can have a good point, but if you execute it shitty So what were some good points Hitler had? I mean, I don't know. Like, off the top of my head, you asked me a question. I'm going to say, yeah, I'm sure he had good points. I'm sure he had his reasoning. But, I mean, I don't agree with how he handled it. Okay. Yeah, like. So, that's T's position. Hitler had some points. <laughs> no, don't. And my position. <laughs> I just feel like I'm sure he had. He doesn't know what they are. He just had some. Yeah, but it's not my so job to your... know what he had. You asked me a question. I'm like, yeah. I mean, I'm sure he did have. Well, his no, points. because I'm just saying, like, misogyny doesn't bother you the way it bothers me. I didn't say it's it doesn't bother me, way... but I mean, it's obviously one. That's not a fair thing to act, to say because yeah, it's not going to bother me how it bothers you because I'm not a woman. But I do. I am smart enough to recognize that it is an issue, and then when I am presented in such situations where I feel like women are being unfairly treated and I have the power to step in and interject in that, then I would do that. Like if something happens, I guess like the difference is like if someone was like, there was a book and someone was saying like, you know, it's wildly anti-Semitic, but it makes some good points in other places. I was like, yeah, but what is but the I context? Don't... Like, I feel like we have to all like a lot of people just want to, do this overpass of everything. And it's like, what is the context of what we're talking about? Because every. I, sure. Even a, but let me let me just finish my because I, I don't know what you talk. So let's just look, say I'm not listen to you because you're a woman. OK. Thanks. <laughs> so let's just say the Bible, for instance, like it's wildly misogynistic. I agree. The points that it makes like. Even the points the Bible, like a uh, good part of the Bible. Oh, when um, one good part was when 
uh, Moses's father-in-law was like, hey, you should delegate more. And that's, we both agreed like that's a, that was a good thing. We had to shift through so much shit to get to that one good thing. There's so many other books that have that same advice that also don't have the misogyny and violence. So that's I just the only point. Your position, I'm not disagreeing with that. So that's just the point I'm making. It's like before we hold this up, it's like, hey, this is this has some good stuff in it. It's like, well, I have to wade through a river of shit before I can get to it. So can't I just like just just present me with something that has the good stuff and don't give me all this river of shit first. That's all I'm saying. I, and it's I the don't same thing too with, with anti-Semitism. I don't disagree with Well, that. great. So yeah, let's um let's leave here because I think we we did it. Oh, but we um have more instructions coming up in Leviticus. <laughs> um I think we're I mean, I know Leviticus is where like the uh, a lot of the anti-gay stuff is, but right now we're I still can't wait just to get doing to that just to see what all the yeah. Instead, we're just getting more and more instructions on how we're supposed to yeah. kill stuff for God. Pretty much instructions and rights of ordination. So gross. Um, appreciate everyone. All yes, all of our listeners. Um, you guys are you guys are the you guys are the real MVPs. So um. If you want to um, tell us what Hitler might have had some points about, reach out to us at Bible Breakdown Podcast at gmail.com. Until next time. Bye.